episode number 82 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you're just out the shower. It looks like you've uh, gelled your hair for this occasion. It's, uh, and I, I think in the background, I've got some, I've got a fine, a fine background. It looks like some red curtains in the back. It looks like I'm somewhere in the, in, in Amsterdam or something, you know. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I can assure you, I'm, I'm definitely in Afford, so. Well, the the red curtains are a, a sort of a, a symbol of Kyle. The fact he's on red alert like right now because he's sat there home alone with his wee boy sleeping, and he's just wait. I can see he's just waiting to react <laughs> to go and deal with it and feed him if he wakes up. Yeah, I've got the I've got the milk ready. Um, uh, he's he's moving as we speak. Uh, and um, what are you looking yeah. at there? Have you got like a video? No, I'm, I'm looking at him just now. He's staring straight at me. Well, he's not staring at me yet, but he's moving about. So it looks like he's a way to wake up. Typical. Oh, a way oh. <laughs> to start. A way to start TRS and, and, and the wee man's a way to wake up. But I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. So it might be a short one tonight, folks. It, it might be. <laughs> so, 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 well, the good news is, guys, we've got Derek Ray on this week. So regardless of how little Kyle and I put out, uh, Dell came on this week. Top lad. Well-known guy from the circuit. You know, one of the best uh, para para athletes on the on the circuit. So that's a, a treat for you. But we'll hopefully get a bit of content ourselves as well. We'll try our best. We'll try our best. I'm looking forward to the interview. I haven't heard it yet, but uh, once once this goes live, I'm, I can assure you, I'll be listening. Uh, you know, to being the first to listen to it. So um, so just as we so what before we chat, Tom, tell us about. Well, before I have to jump away and feed my my baby. Tell us about your weekend or your week. So my week, so I'm 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 still running. I'm I'm progressing on. I did uh, I actually did 10k on the weekend, which was good, and it was a, a free run, no uh, no drills on that one. So I'm getting there. I I've done a couple of six milers. Did a four miler tonight though, and uh, the problem is that the knee's still not 100%. Um, so anyway, I think it's like two steps forward, one step back at the moment. I don't think I'm going to be running the district champs, which is a shame, but. The most important thing is to get to the end of the year and hopefully be in a position to start marathon training. So um, I don't have much training chat for you, to be honest, but what I do have, what I've been up to, was I was at the Scottish Athletics Club Conference on the weekend, which was oh, cool. Oh, were you? Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, it was really good, actually, and I, I'm, I'm really pleased I went down. It was a bloody early start, though. We were, we were me and uh, Jackie Stewart, our former secretary and coach now, for the club left at Aberdeen at 10 to 6 and went down and we're there and I've got to say Scottish Lakes put on a really good day really I thought it was really interesting a uh, few presentations that we got and it was really good to just to network you know to actually spend a bit of time chatting you know, with my club hat on a bit of time chatting to folk from uh, we're speaking to Mikey White from Central we're speaking to the guys from Harmony we're speaking to uh, Living, the Livingston um, Linlithgow team sorry um yeah, loads of loads of really good uh, good stuff going on, and the format was there was a, a keynote from from uh, Lord Jack McConnell, which was which was quite interesting. In fact, in fact, actually, it was very interesting. But to be quite honest, I was just I was more interested to hear from the clubs. So the what, you know no what 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 was what's his association with the event and why so why the, is he 
He's the honorary president of Scottish Athletics. Ah, okay. Which I, I didn't, I didn't realize, but really I, I interesting said, guy. That was a joke. I knew that. No, did you? I, know I, I did. No, I didn't. But, um, <laughs> I think I had some sort of idea that he was really yeah. some sort of affiliation to Scottish Athletics, but now I do. Now I know the. Mm. That, that's really cool. That's interesting. So what? Uh, what did you t- tell us your take homes in? So my take homes are. Let me think about that. My take homes are. Again, well, with my sort of club hat on, my t- take-homes are there's a lot of things we can do at Metro Aberdeen that we don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's some really cool things just in terms of, um, you know, even just club structure from a legal perspective, um, set coaching setup, how we, you know, how we operate as a club, um, you know, from a you know week-to-week perspective. Like, you know, I really picked up a lot through the... I, was, I went to the presentation from the Central guys, which was really interesting, and they talked a lot about how they're structured and you know how they've you know delivered what is essentially you know top class endurance uh, endurance club you know you look at the success they've had in the last few years they clearly know what they're doing and it was really interesting to to hear from from uh, Mikey and his his colleague at Central who are um, who yeah who talking about who are talking about the way Central structured and some of the challenges they face I mean you look at Central and we always talk about the yellow train you think it's all it's all rosy and they just are in a great place and they're in a great place but it doesn't come easy you've got to work at it they've got challenges in terms of how they manage their young athletes something we at metro really need to look at so really good really quite inspiring and then the other thing i was i really enjoyed was we had a, a sort of round round the room discussion uh, open room discussion on coaching and volunteering and, and again getting feedback from other clubs on how you can better engage with uh, to get volunteers and um it was really interesting to be sat at table with uh, Ian Beattie, who talked to talked to us a bit about what they do for West Highland Way, which was you know some really good ideas in there to take away, and and from a coaching perspective, how we can set better set ourselves up. Um, you know, speaking with the guys from Kilmarnock, so a very useful session, and I would highly recommend anyone from clubs to get involved in that sort of thing. It's a really good way to to understand what other clubs are doing and share your own good practices. You know, we've got some good practices which we shared. So um, so yeah, so Metro, we're going to see a few. A few new things over the next couple of months. Oh, exciting! And, yeah, uh, yeah forward to it. That was good, and actually, the there was good. We had a, we Ron Morrison opened the day. That was cool, and obviously, Colin Hutchinson, the head of development, they were they give a sort of some good uh, overview of where Scottish Athletics are at the moment and working with the clubs. And it was closed. The day was closed with a presentation from Robert Hawkins on um, the sort of careers of Derek Callum and the middle lad Scott, who's the, the the Hawkins that no one seems to know, but apparently it was talent in his own right so i do remember scott hawkins when i was a kid um you know all the hawkins in, in, in the cross country and uh yeah it must have, that must have been really interesting you mm. know the, their journey within the club the club environment because they did you know they they all came from the the club environment and, and yeah. nurtured and uh through that through, through that means and they've always been with Kilbarkin as well haven't they I yeah think. and they talked about that you know these are boys who are olympians and they're talking about how they've still got that pride to pull on the Kilbarkin vest and I got, a lot of it resonated with me I mean I'm I've got to say I, I would say I'm very much a club man I I love training with the club I love racing with the club I love socializing with the club you know I think it's a really uh you know a really good way to have a sort of hub of everything running and really have a it's you know becomes a, it sounds cheesy but you, you what you want is like almost like a running it's a, a running community you know it's it's it, you, you know you can have performance inclusivity all these things in equal measure which is good and it was yeah to hear those guys talk about you know their 
the sort of love and what they've gotten out of running for Kilbarkham was really cool. So, well, and actually, do you know, my other takeaway was, uh, and I know maybe we we pander a little bit. We don't pander. That's not the wrong, the right word. We we're very supportive of Scottish Athletics, and I I think I I think Scottish Athletics as a governing body are doing an absolutely excellent job. And I see the shambles at UK Athletics at the moment, and <laughs> it makes me uh, proud to be a member of Scottish Athletics. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. It's an absolute shambles. You know, you, there's there's one story after the other. It's uh, and that you know. I know. I just know about what I've read, and it just isn't good reading at all. I mean, the latest one doesn't sound great, does it? No. You know, the no. UK uh, chair. I mean, oh, if, if if you want to, if you want to read it, um, we'll put it we'll, yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. But That's it's it's just not. It's just I don't even want to bother wasting my time uh, reading about it because I just don't think it has the uh, it, it has the worth to to speak about it. But no, I tend um, to agree. Yeah, it's just just a bit of a shambles, isn't it? You know, you need some you need some inspiring leaders to to lead the way. But you know, that, that's where you look at what the, the governing board, Scottish Athletics, what a great job they're doing. Um, Absolutely, and it's and you know, for for what you're saying and you know, the club conference you're going to, you, every everyone, the clubs, it's from the grassroots all the way up to the performance level, your coaches, volunteers, your officials, they all start, you know, they step in and and help the, the sport grow and, and perform. It's fantastic. So uh, long may that continue, Tommy. Do you, do you know what was what is uh, what's comedy? And you know you're at a Scottish Athletics event. Bobby Gaffin was there. <laughs> was he? <laughs> yes. That one more. <laughs> so that, that one moment. That one moment. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny uh, that he, uh, he was shooting that. So Anyway, it was excellent. How has your week been, Cal? You were just back from gallivanting around the Lake District. I have, yeah, I was that. Uh, I was at the, I was in Windermere uh, myself, Logan, and and Debbie. We all went to Windermere, and we went on the Monday and came back about an hour ago, an hour and a half ago. So I'm, I'm, I'm fresh from, I'm fresh in, really, uh, back to back to Afford and uh, ready, ready to put prep in my notes for tomorrow's uh, con- uh, strength session Good. with the with the the the, the, the athletes. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. Um, what six thirty a.m. starts? That's yeah. That's, a, that's uh, I'm looking forward to that. Getting so back you, in on the groove. So on that yeah. one. So I should. I didn't obviously didn't mention that as part of my week. Last week we had the first one, as Carl mentioned, of the TRS running injury prevention. I say TRS. It's uh, it's Kyle and and Sarah Simpson, and it was excellent. Really, I really enjoyed it. It was. Uh, you're. A, I've got to say, mate, you're a pro. I'm not just. Uh, I'm not just saying this because you're there. I was very impressed how you ran it. You know your stuff, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. To the extent I've been telling everyone who listens to get involved. So there's a couple of guys from work, and uh, the running club are quite keen to come along now. So I think we should have a good group tomorrow. Oh, I'm excited. Well, thank you very much for the kind comments. You know, I I suppose I, I did study it, and I, you know, I've been doing it for some time now, and I'm passionate about it. You know, it's all about the the passion. You know, and uh, you know, it was just an idea that that myself and Sarah chatted about. Well, we chatted about it, and. Um, I think it's a great time to do the to do the you know to do the the actual session because it's early on. It's not gonna you can it's not gonna interfere with your training. You can still do a session later on, providing you don't lift too heavy. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not about heavy heavy weights. Where the, the the reason behind it is to show you some movements um, that are gonna help you. Um, you know, if you're at home or if you go to the gym yourself. So it's just to provide give you the tools so that you can. Uh, learn how to to become stronger and hopefully prevent injury in the future. So, uh, yeah. So I'm. Uh, yeah. It's it's been good. I'm glad uh, I've started it and it gets me out of the house. 
early on, you know. So. Of course, yeah. <laughs> early for sure. Early for sure, definitely. So, yeah, so other than that, um, yeah, I was in Windermere, did a bit of training. I can't say I did a huge amount of training. I was wanting to take a couple of days easy and do a bit of a top-heavy week. But one thing I did do on the Saturday, I did park run, didn't I? I saw that, yeah. Aye, that was, uh, I was, I was, I was, uh, I did it as part of a session, so it was meant to be a 4-3-2-1 with a, a, a 4-3-2 uh, recovery, but uh, I was, I was running a little bit later, so I had to, to cut my four miles short to 5k, um, but the idea was to run about marathon pace and slowly get faster the, 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 the shorter the distance, um, so I ended up the wind picked up from the the three mile to the two mile, so I think my 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 sort of pace was the same, uh, okay. which is a bit of a pain. So it was a side wind on the promenade the whole week, the whole the whole not the whole day, but the whole duration of when we were there. Um, but nonetheless, you know, it's not all about it's not about pace at the moment. It's about effort, and uh, I was I was glad to get that one in the bag, Tom. So nice. Um, and uh, another session I did was with uh, Cameron Ben. Cameron Russell Strachan, uh, Ben Ward, we, we had Hamish Battle, uh, who else did we have? Chris Richardson. So we all did a session last Wednesday um, at, at the track. So we did 15 by 400 metres. Now, bloody hell, that was some that was some session. That huh, It's been okay. a while since I've ran on the track with other, other people. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, Cameron was running 63s. And I was, you know, I was, I started off at 70s because I had no idea what pace I would run, you know, for 15 of them with um, a minute recovery. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty happy with my time, um, my, my sort of splits. Uh, they were about sort of starting off 70 seconds and in, in, in down to about 68s for the last few of them. So, yeah, it was, it's a good session to get in the bag and, um, you know, a, a great way of, of getting to where I want to in terms of that, that speed I want in my legs. So, other thing, uh, in terms of talking about speed, you know what I, you know what I found at the Nike outlet in, in Gretna. What? I found uh, Zoom. What are they called? Hold on. Uh, check these bad boys out. Oh, Zoom Fly. Zoom Fly. You know how much I got them for? Fifty. Forty-two pounds. Nice. Very nice. How cool is that? That's uh, very good. So- I was gonna, I was gonna phone you, Tom, but uh, there was only two pairs left. So, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> there's a, I'm, there's, I think there's a, the Black Friday sales this weekend, and I quite often stock up on Pegasus and Zoom Fly there. So. Yeah, yeah, I was, I mean, that's, a, I couldn't believe how much they were, forty-two quid. So every, every, if you're going down that way, folks, now don't all rush at once. Go to Gretna outlets. There might be a few Zoom X. There's still a couple of other ones, but they, they were like the Shield ones. But what a bargain! So I would imagine them Friday. It's gonna even be it's gonna be even cheaper. So um, you know, TRS fans, if you live there, get yourself there ASAP. <laughs> nice. All the central belters. <laughs> that's it. So other than that, Tom, my training's that's that's about it really. You know, I've been doing the odd run here and there. I did a a, a bit of a a wee six by a k um yesterday uh, just along the trail. Um, so if you go to Windermere, folks, if you've been there, there's a wee ferry crossing, uh, and it takes it to a lovely trail. And the other side, of the, the other side, and um, I can't remember the name of the Way Castle or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was. I thought it was going to be flat, but it was undulating as hell. So it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a struggle, you know, trying to get fast times. But it was more about effort again, and um, mm-hmm. you know, one. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a good place, I think. Uh, 
you know, and I, I still don't feel fast, fast, but it's just going to take time, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so that's that's about it for me, Tom. I think that's uh, that's that's good. Glad you got a cheeky wee weekend away, and you're now, I guess, uh, all set up for for the Christmas period. And we're heading into Christmas this weekend. We are, we are. It's um, crazy. Well, December anyway. December, that's crazy, isn't it? And and we still have to tell folk about the the TRS special. Yeah, it's um, we need to work out what we're doing first. Oh, oh, what's he doing? Oh, Logan just said something to me, but I think he was getting a bit excited about Christmas. That's what it was. Uh, the only other thing I would report back on, yeah, I mean, yeah, I did that that park run. Debbie did it as well, so that was good. She got um, I don't know, she got she got well, she got season's best. I think that's the first five k. So. Uh, nice. Talking about Logan, it was a bit of a a bit of a, a share. So uh, Debbie's mum came along and and uh, you know looked after looked after Logan for a bit, uh, and well, well we both did the park run. So so nice. that was quite good. It's good fun. But yeah, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think um, I've summed up my week. I don't know if there's anything else to say. I think that'll that'll do, will it? <laughs> see see you next week. Yeah, that'll be good. Well, yeah. So let's um. Let's move on to some news then, actually. So we thought we'd, we'd bring the news up front because it's quite um, there's quite a lot of good stuff to talk about. So I'm going to throw the first one out because uh, I was speaking to someone about it today and I, uh, it's, a, it's an early rant. I love a rant. So it turns out that the Leeds Abbey Dash is short this year. So they've now announced that following a remeasure that the event is no longer considered accurate and no times count from it, which is... Well, it's ridiculous, isn't it? It's absolutely ridiculous. In 2019, how can they cock that up? <laughs> do you know it's uh, do you know it's worse though? It's not even. I mean, I I get it. I would get it if it was just a little bit off. No, like a lot off, as in yeah. like they've properly cocked it up. Like it's 400 meters short or something, and like people will be like, right, fair enough, my time's not accurate. Like, yeah. but it's only 20 20 odd meters short. I know. Which is yeah. what? A few, five seconds at the most? And you know that most runners at the back of the, you know, anyone outside the top 100, which at Leeds is probably anyone over 33 minutes, is probably not taking exactly a racing line that over the course of a race will give them an extra 20 metres. What's that? Hmm. That's uh, 20 metres. It's 2%. Is that right? Uh, would be, yeah, it would be about that. It's... No, it's less than that. No, one ten percent would be one kilometer. One oh, percent would be no, hundred meters. It's like zero point zero two. Yeah, yeah, it'd be zero point zero two percent. Sorry, I was. It's, a, it's nonsense. Actually, and I thought, having done some course measurement training, I thought you had to measure a course five percent. A course should be measured five percent long anyway. So you would think that anyway. It's a real shame. And you know what? Really, if I I didn't run it, and Fiona didn't PB, but you know what it's like. I'm sitting here injured at the moment. I'm thinking, you never know when you're when you're last big race will be you know if imagine if someone said to me oh yeah frankfurt actually doesn't count as short now i know i was in dynamite shape that day yeah and if, it, if it just feels like there'll be some folk who might never get into that peak shape again the times but if you if if you were to look at people's times <clears throat> 20 meters off like think about how like those those times take a couple of seconds off that's it the, P, the 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 PBs from all the people the athletes were phenomenal. Some of the the, the oh, top no. the the sub thirty guys 
like the Scots, for example, like we we sh- gave them a massive shout out. They're not going to have that opportunity for a while. You know, they might. There's a couple fast ten k's coming up, like the Ribble Valley, or the. Is it not like a race in France? Uh, the Paris ten k one. There's one in Barcelona in New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, but but th- th- there's not that much opportunity in and for them to get that wrong is pretty. I know. Pretty bad to be honest. Like. They should Even be giving the... everyone back their money. Yeah, yeah, To be honest, yeah. okay, the problem is it's, it's organised by it's Age UK, so I get that it's... Uh, <clears throat> anyway, I just think uh, it's it's such a basic thing. You've got to get it right. You've got to get course management right. And that might hit their, their reputation. There are a lot of good fast 10Ks out there. Why did they get it? Like, how... They've moved, they, they changed you, the mean, route. So they changed the route, but, I mean, you're, you're, you're a course measurer... Aren't you? An official, no. yeah. Right. I've, done, I've done the training, but I've not done the I've not done the practical training. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh god! But you know, your experience, like what went, what went wrong, <laughs> what went wrong? Who knows? Who knows, mate? They, do you know? They've probably just done a a GPS jobby. Well, they they might have put the start in the wrong place. You know, that might be what it is. On the day, you know, I I, I honestly don't know, but it's it just is a bit of a anyway. So it is what it is. Sorry to anyone who's listening to this who didn't know that their time no longer counts. Oh, God. <laughs> but you know what? As someone pointed out to me today, what is ironic, or not, it's not ironic, it's just funny, is that that doesn't count anymore. Kirkcaldy Park's half still counts for power <laughs> 10, 12.8 miles. <laughs> but that's what, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> they, you know, this needs to have all or nothing. And actually, with course measurement, it always makes me laugh. You're not telling me some of the times ran back in the day were not properly measured. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know, yeah. You look at some of the times and you, you do worry. Because like, they never had GPSs. GPS. I mean, you, they had the race. Oh, that's a fast time. That's a weird time. And it would just be forgotten about. Exactly. That's it. That. Um, but we're in this world of modern technology that it, it, it can take over our lives. And it certainly has here. And I just think it's sad that it's, it's only so, so slight. It's not even, it's almost insignificant. For people who got massive PBs and it doesn't count for them, like, I, I mean, if I did that race and I got a massive PB, I would be telling people. Of course you would. I would be telling people that's my PB. I don't give a shit if I, if I'm two, 20 meters out. I'll say right, it was 20 meters short, but to be for, to be fair, folks, I got a around about a whatever time I got off my PB. I yeah. Just, I, I would I would definitely say it's still my PB. So anyone who who has is in this uh, in this farcical of a of a incorrect um, course measurement here? It's only twenty meters short, folks. It's still your PB. I'm with you. TRS is with you. Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah. It's you might not get an Olympic record, but it's not about records. If you can smash your PB by a minute, ten seconds, maybe not, then folks. But like a, a significant amount off your PB, that is your PB. If they've measured it correct, they've measured the distance only twenty meters. Then just take a couple of seconds off, folks, and you're you're all good. Absolutely, and also take you should take confidence in the fact you've done it. You can do it again. Well, yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, some people can. Depends. I mean, for, for example, Donny McDonny, Donny McDonald. Look at him. He got a, a sub thirty-two performance there. Yeah, thirty-one fifty-two now. Twenty meters short. He's, I think he's still got under the 32. He yeah. probably has. Now, he's a veteran. Now, he would be, in terms of rankings, that would get him well up there for the time he did. And that's, that, that's now 
it's, it's, it doesn't count for him. It's yeah, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. It's anyway, shame. well, that's a rant over. On to the it next. <laughs> so what? Right. So moving on. So other news and more positive news. There's uh the Eurocross selection has been made. I did see that in some cracking performances by a few folk. Eh? Aye, so a few good short ones there. We had we had uh, so Andy Butcher didn't race, but he's in the team, which I think's uh, well deserved. Um, right. He's, uh, he's an absolute, you know. Again, one of our interview interviewees uh, earlier, one of our earlier episodes. So uh, he's going to lead a five-strong Scottish contingent um, for the Eurocross next month, and it's taking place in Lisbon on the eighth of December. So it's not that long away, really, is it? No, it's not. No, um, so I mean, obviously Andy's in good shape. He's done the sh- he won the short course cross country, um, and yeah, he won a bronze back in 2017 as well. Uh, and the year before that was Callum Hawkins winning the bronze. Also, um, Saul Sweeney's been picked for the senior men's, uh, sorry, the men's under 23 team, and that's his first time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a well deserved. He had a cracking run as well, um, and a, a couple of other notable ones. Uh, we we spoke about Megan Keith who's uh, Inverness Harriers. So she's an Olympian. Uh, sorry, an Olympian, an Orienteer, not an Olympian. <laughs> Maybe she is. She, she will be the way she's going, that's for no, sure. She, she, um, uh, mate, she will be. Put, put yeah, money on that for sure. Yeah. Um, so for her to uh, get a GB vest, under 20 women is is a fantastic. Uh, great run from her as well. Uh, is it Kira Gemmo from Team East Lothian? So uh, she's going to be in the team as well. And we also had Hamish Armit of Giffnick North uh, who's also going to be an under? He's going to be an under twenty team as well. Uh, there's also apparently, um, yeah, uh, three more Scots who are very yeah. There was a couple of other Scots who were in discussion as well. Um, uh, and one of the one of the biggest, you know, a, a real notable result for me was also Hamish Hickey of um, who's I think he's a listener of the show and. Uh, he's a North athlete, North of Scotland athlete as well. And uh, he wasn't far off getting a junior men's GB selection. So a, a big shout out to, to Hamish for being so close yet, you know, so far uh, from getting that, that vest. Um, I'm sure it'll come at some point soon anyway. Uh, Strong run. <clears throat> yeah. We also had uh, Chris Jones. He's he's in the team as well. Um, again, another interview of the show. Uh, he, he did well, was it last year or the year before? Um, he got, a, I think it was a top 10 in the Eurocross mm-hmm. performance. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing how Chris Jones gets on as well. I'll tell you what, I mean, Jamie Crow stunning run just behind Chris Jones. Um, I was really impressed with that. You know, that's, uh, yeah, it's really good to see Scottish guys mixing it up there. I think um, the top, there was a lot of uh, junior placings, junior under 23 placings in the senior men. So, um you know, I, I think some of the, the, the for example, um, we had, you know, someone, again, what am I, I'm looking at the top three results of the rate. Ben Connor, Mohammed mm-hmm. Mohammed, Alex Yee, who's a triathlete. Um, mm-hmm. He got, he, he's obviously, he had a crack and run. Uh, Tom Evans, who's an ultra runner, uh, a crack and ultra runner. Um, he also got in the team, which I was quite surprised about because he's been out, out the out the game for a while actually Johnny Glenn he also had a great great run as well yeah um, he's in fantastic form so there's a, a lot of good results on the Scots in such a, a high quality field you know the, yeah. the best field you're going to assemble in a, a cross country event I would imagine I thought Lachlan Oates had a pretty solid run as well it was good to see him he was 25th 
Uh, <laughs> only a couple of places behind Adam Craig, who was in, who was there. They were t- so twenty fifth and sorry, twenty third and twenty fifth, respectively. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the women's race. Um, it was really good to see a, a Scottish team down there. I guess the, you know, I think you're right that the, for me the, the notable run. For sure, is Megan Keith. She's and it's amazing how quickly she's come to the fore this this sort of last uh, last few months. Ever since Inverness, really, she's first time she got mentioned on TRS, and she's got mentioned every week now. She's uh, she's in the running for TRS Runner of the Week, is she? I think she must be. Yeah, that's. Well, uh, that's we'll leave that until the end, eh? Yeah, I'm just looking at the. I'm having a scan through the. The ladies' results, see if anything else jumps out at me. I see um, Mary McLennan, DNF. She's hit a bit of poor form at the moment, Mary. I hope she'll, um, hopefully it's none too serious. Hopefully it wasn't an injury or anything that caused her to 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 come out. Um, but yeah, Karen McCangus was running. She had a solid run in, uh, in under-23s. Uh, yeah, looking back, Jenny Selman in a Scotland vest. We, we talked about that. She was 53rd. So yeah, good to see a strong Scottish contingent down there. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. Um, so, did we have whatever results with a, a few other... Is there anything else to speak about the Euro crossing? I don't think so. I think that no. pretty much covers it. Um, I guess the only other bit of news was the awards night. And, yeah, yeah. So, you were you were down for the club conference, but you never got a, a cheeky wee ticket for the awards night, no? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh. Um, but actually, I should have because it would have been. Uh, it would have been. I should have tried. Been, to look, I'm sure it, would be a good, it looks like a great evening. You could have sneaked in, no doubt, just under the table. You know, getting the doggy bits at the. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, yeah. So just very quickly on that, just to say it was. Uh, so Calm Hawkins, FPSG Athlete of the Year, Maria Lyle, um, a Para Athlete of the Year. So yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, any well Paula Radcliffe was the guest honour. I see. She well. was. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, well. Okay, so other than that, I think that's the news, and I'm really looking forward to this interview, as we said. So we have uh, Derek Ray, a Paralympian, an absolute cracking runner, um, you know, marathon runner, half marathon, 10K. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to listening to this interview. So here's Derek Ray. Welcome to the show, Del Ray. Del, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well, thanks Tom, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, well as I was saying to you, we're, we're delighted to have you on the show, you've been someone who's, I mean you've been really, really successful this year, a real, a, a real figure on the Scottish Athletics circuit, well known, well known for banging out quicker times, but actually you're probably most well known for being the guy who starts his uh, garment with his teeth. Now, yes, um, when you're limited to using one hand, needs must, so you, um, I think right. one thing I've, I've certainly... Um, come to turn with in the last nine, nine and a half years. If you want to get something done, it, it doesn't always get done easily, but you can get it done eventually. So um, that's one of the small tasks that I, I had to overcome was how to start my Garmin. Having <laughs> one hand and the Garmin being on the arm, that's, that's working. But um, as I say, you, you always tend to find a way. So yeah, that, yeah, at the end of the day, that was one of the, the small problems I had, and at least my worries, but it's one I got over quite easily. So, do you know, there's a bunch of things I want to talk about about this year and and how well you've been performing. I mean, we saw you run so well in London, um, you know, silver in the, in the T46-45 um, IPC race. But what, but actually, do you know, before we go into that, let's start with, um, if you don't mind, I mean, your background. We talked about the nine, last nine and a half years. You know, we know you as a, as a as, you know, one of the best para-athletes in the world in your classification. 
Let's start with that. So T46 class, what is that? T, what the, the, the category is divided into T46, T47. So what T46 is, Tom, it's above the elbow, arm amputee, or similar disfigurement. So to cut, not to cut a long story short, to, to go into a bit more detail, I went to Berlin. Um, I'm maybe missing some of the stuff out here you want to chat about, so feel free to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Berlin post London Martin 2014. So I ran in the good phase category and I went to Berlin in the July to get what's called IPC classified. So IPC is International Paralympic Committee. Um, you could imagine it as being like the FIFA of football. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Berlin to be classified. So you've got to, in order to compete in disability sports, you have to be classified because there's so many different disabilities and it become really quite complex. They can't have someone with an arm amputation competing against someone um, visually impaired or with a intellectual disability. So they've got to have each different classification so it makes a, a, a fair playing field. So the way the classification process works is I went in front of two medically trained staff and a doctor and it's really quite intimidating because they there's obviously a language barrier because they're all European um, and they put you, basically sit you on a physio table, they prodge you, they poke you, they ask you if you can do certain movements, they ask if you've got um, this strength or that strength and then you go away from that not knowing how the classifications went and in order for the classification to be confirmed they have to see you competing um, in a race so I ran the 5,000 metres in Berlin at the three days after my classification and then I came away from Berlin as a, a T46 classified athlete. And really since then, the following year, I ran London um, in an IPC race. And since then, it's really just come away from strength to strength. But that was the the big, big hurdle for us to go over was a, was a classification process. And it all went pretty smoothly, actually. So it was all good. So what's, I mean, uh, if you don't mind, what, how, what is your disability and how did it come about? Well, um, I suppose I can go. I've always been a supportive person to when I was really, really young. Um, I had very supportive parents who encouraged me to participate in as many sports as I could. Um, not all of them I was good at, but I just enjoyed being out and active. And, and I think the health and well-being benefits from a young age really were starting to shine through. Um, as I was young, I took a shine to football and then I took up playing football. And like most runners you'll hear, um, I listened to an interview the other day, and I think it was maybe Chris Jones or Alahey. Mm-hmm. They, they took, Andy Butcher, for instance, he took up football, um, he took up running to benefit his football, and I was the same. Never was I playing mm-hmm. on a Sunday, and was I ever the most gifted ability-wise. But I always had the heart of a lion, and I always loved training, and um, one thing I disliked was relying on the the other 10 players on the park and your team <laughs> to, put, to, put, to put in the same shift as you and I was just becoming frustrating and I would often go home from training having fallen out with guys because they weren't putting in the same kind of effort as I was in training so I then took up running at the age of 18 to, again to benefit my football to give me a, a step ahead the rest of the field and I realised I was actually quite good at running so sorry I'm, I'm getting a long long way for a shortcut here <laughs> um, so 
I took up running at the age of 18. The more I was training, the more I was beginning to enjoy it. I ran the first marathon in 2009, which was Edinburgh. Uh, I ran 3.03. And at that point, I was combining working full-time and playing football every Saturday and training twice a week. Fast forward a few years, um, I eventually gave my football up in 2010. Um, I ran the Edinburgh Marathon again, albeit it was 10 minutes slower than the previous year. And then two and a half weeks after that, I found myself in Nine Miles Hospital and I was on an in coma. Spent a week in intensive care and then five weeks in a rehabilitation ward. I was coming home from St Andrews. Um, and I went under Sharp Bend um, in Largo Ward, so some of the listeners may be aware of, of the area. And I collided with an articulated body. So I was I was left, with, at the time, I was left with life-threatening injuries. The intensive care department, were, at the beginning, were unsure if I was A, going to wake up. And um, when they knew I was starting to show signs of, of coming through it, they didn't know what, what state I was going to be in mentally, so if I was going to break up brain damaged or there was a range of different things that, that what could have been they were giving me a different test at the time I think they give you like a, a reaction test in your eyes to see if you react to the light and that then could tell them that your brain's working, okay. so I was, wasn't showing any signs of that so um, six days later, five, six days later I eventually opened my eyes and uh, it's one thing that I wish I can go back to would be to see the reaction of my parents and Susan, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, um, I they weren't sure if I was going to know them, and I knew who they were. I, I knew who Susan was, and that's one thing I'd like to see is the reaction in their face to for them to know. I think Dell's Dell's going to be all right. He was obviously a long road ahead of her, but the Dell that we know and we, we love is still kind of there. So yeah, I, again, I went off on a tangent there, but. Uh, uh, see this more cyclops and has left me with the, the disability I've now got and I've lived my life now. And what, and, I mean, obviously, so you were a runner before then. Coming back, I mean, what, when did you, in your re- rehabilitation, did you return to running and, and you know, well, I guess really bury yourself into that? Because what, what we can say in the, in the time since then is not, you know, you become, um, regardless of class, an absolute top-class athlete, in uh, Thank you. I mean, it's it's. I've seen you. I've seen you. Obviously, uh, being a fellow fifer, I've seen you on the circuit in fife for the past few years. Originally in a Ansel Hadi's vest, and more recently in a fife vest. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the stand you're running at now is incredible. So I mean, that how's that road been? Don't get me wrong; it's been tough and relatively long. But in all fairness, Tom, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, way, way beyond my expectations and probably the, the the guys who support me. Now it's all becoming more reality. But at the beginning, it was every day was like a pinch yourself moment. And to go back to answer your question, um, having the surgeon who... So I damaged my... The worst of the injuries I sustained was an injury called brachial plexus. So I damaged my brachial plexus, which is all the nerves that control how you use and move your arm and your, your hand and fingers. Mm-hmm. So I damaged um, some of the nerves in there. I think I broke two or three and I stretched a couple. So I had, I've had a few different operations, etc. But the, the surgeon who I've got a lot of titanium in my upper arm, upper right arm, he said to me after a checkup 
three or four months after leaving the hospital that if I wasn't as fit as I was at the time of my accident, then I wouldn't be alive today. So that just gives you like, oh, wow. it makes you realise that your running is more than the feel good factor you get from it. It, it, it does, it really does benefit you health wise and and well being. And I had a long, long road ahead of me working with the, the physiotherapist at the Victoria Hospital in Kirkcaldy. To begin with, walking was a real struggle. Walking 10, 15 yards would, would, take, would take my breath away and I would usually have to have a seat or, or have, a, have a breather. As I was starting to progress and with the physiotherapists, one of the questions I used to ask them two or three times a week was, when, when can I run again? I just want, I want to try and run when can I run and, and they, they held me back and they held me back and the, the problem I've got is when obviously you've seen me running my sling the sling is securely fastened to my to my torso so mm-hmm. it just is there's no bouncing on my arm because I don't have any control for that so the fizzles made a makeshift sling and I ran from one end of the, the physiotherapy gym to the other no more than I don't know 8-10 metres and, and I kid you not it was the, one of the best feelings I've ever ever had. It was oh nice. It, it was it was nice, better, more endorphins went through my body that day than finishing the marathons previous to my accident, and probably some that I've, I've, I've run since then. Um, it was like a feeling that I'd, I'd never thought I would feel again, and it was then I realised there's a big there's a part of me that I thought was away that still bubbling up inside. Um, and it was really since then I really started to go and confidence because I've always been an outgoing person and I know a lot, a lot of people through work and football and stuff and I went, my confidence took a massive knock, I was, I was, I'm not afraid to admit it, I was, I was embarrassed by how I looked, I used to avoid speaking to people and then that slowly came back and my first run outside was the, so my accident was the middle of June 2010 and my first run outside was the middle of December around uh, a football pitch at St Andrews High School in Kirkcaldy. Um, the pitch was covered in snow. Susan and I were out walking the dogs and I ran one lap of the football field, Tom. And again, you could have scraped me off the ceiling. Um, <laughs> I, I, was, I was sky high. And from then, I just done a couple laps. Um, I started going out in the streets, so Susan was running with me at the beginning make sure I was okay and then I was making then after a few months I was making sure she was okay because I was growing in strength and speed and really all the, the fitness base that I had post accident was really coming back quite quickly okay. and one of the best contacts I made was with a guy in America who custom makes the slings I wear today and um, oh. so they're all made um, specifically for me to my sizes um, and really getting put onto Dan in America has been one of the, the biggest, one of the best contacts I've made through this whole journey. Um, and I stumbled across him very, very randomly. But it was, uh, yeah, it's one of the best best things I've made was to reach out and get slings from him. I mean, the it, I mean, it must have been the way you the way you train. That that's one thing I always wonder is you know you've uh, just in the I mean on the road it, it, it amazes me how how smooth you run. You know you you're you're running with a sling but you look really you you you've got you look just smooth when you're running great form great cadence 
And uh, I also, I've got to say, I'm amazed at how you're negotiating packs of people across country, up and down hills. I mean, obviously you've had years of practice, but how, has there been a learning curve with that? Um, I think because post-start centre had to really, really start from the beginning. So, um, as I say, learning to walk again was a struggle. So, um, how I used to live my old life is really quite quickly forgotten about. And then because I've been so, so used to living with, because before post-accident and then I think it was maybe a year, 12 to 14 months before I had any movement on my arm, just due to the, the operations I had and I had to wait on things um, recuperating. Um, so I, I, I was so used to learning, uh, or so used to living with one working arm, that when I returned to running, because I because I was getting back into something I wanted to do again, I was happy just to kind of relearn the trade. And things fell into place really quite quickly. And when you mentioned there about cross-country, that is, that is probably the only time that I feel at a disadvantage because when it's fine when the ground is, is firm and dry and solid, then I, I, it feels like just like a road run. Mm. But when it's heavy and boggy and then you're going up hills, I really miss the drive from from both arms mm. but but don't get me wrong it's always great for it's a great workout and it's, and it's a great a great training run um, and I always go into cross country unsure of how things are going to go and then like most races or every race I usually cross the finish line thinking that that was that was pretty pretty awesome it was amazing <laughs> nice I still remember the I think it was the national Two years ago, you famously gate crashed the Met Rabadine lads' photo. Yep. So we've got this picture, which is like the sort of uh, the that was one of our best years. It's up there, and it always makes me laugh that every time we see this squad photo, it's got Del Rey on the, <laughs> at the end of it. That's it's called funny because I was just thinking about that today. Um, I think it was more. It had to be more than two years ago. I um, it was. I think you're probably looking at three or four. Um, but yeah, I remember. I just come off the finish line. Um, and you guys are all getting a photograph, and I think because I was so, the endorphins must have been racing through my body because I ran really quite well. I thought, yeah, I'm just going to jump in that floor. I'm not, I'm not caring if I'm not a metal guy. They will do accept me. I, I think it's worth loving it because we've got a celebrity in the photo, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> not at all. In the uh, so I mean, let's so let's talk about your perform, your you as a you know your athlete, your performances. I mean, the times are, as I say, I I remember seeing you. In, um, Chatting to you on the circuit when you're in Ansahadi, so obviously to 2000, sort of 2011, you're running for Ansahadi, you're running 35 minute 10Ks. We fast forward to now, you run 31 minute 10Ks, 227 marathon, 6 to 8 half. I mean, that's that's just incredible um, improvement. What's that? What's that been like then? I mean, from from a club perspective, from coaching. I mean, obviously you're with Fife now. Understand you're coached by Ron. How how has yeah. that been? Well, I suppose I, I've got to give credit to the Hardys because they were the ones who I was an ace Hardy before my accident, and they how it how it turns out how it worked out. It was actually the first car to to my accident was the chairman of the Easter Hardys, who's actually a medical it's your chain nurse. Oh wow! And um, so I'll always have like a, a connection to the Hardys through through Pamela, and always I'm always thanking her for what she done for me that day. So there's always a there was always a connection there. And I'm always grateful to the Hadis for the support they gave me. Then I've been training with Ron for six years in January. Wow. So I was never it was never a um a five A C decision for me to 
to, to join them it was an order for me to start competing in really races um, mm. and to become quite competitive in a team event the Hardys didn't I didn't have enough members or never have strength and depth in their, in their um, club to put, to put runners forward into these teams so that was the reason why I joined Fife um, and then I remember when I first I first went to run um, I probably wasn't in the right place for it psychologically so Ron sent me a training schedule um, must have been 10-12 weeks and I remember looking at it thinking this guy's want me to run every day <laughs> every day who does that and um, that slowly become 7 days a week 7 runs a week to, to 8 runs to 9 runs and now I'm like I'm, I'm doing like 6 doubles a week and a long run Sunday like, like most endurance runners you'll find um, and it just the more you do it well you know yourself Tom you're a successful runner as well the, the more you do the more successful you are the more you want to put into it mm-hmm. um, and, and, and it really is a, as a drug um, just to go back to thank you for your, your kind words and your, and your compliments there about my times and stuff I think it all just boils down to hard work consistency and just enjoying enjoying the whole process and enjoying what I do and I enjoy the whole team environment at St Andrews because we'll have a good mixture between the Fife AC guys and the, the university students mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a I imagine you met the boys would be the same as a, a real good banter between between us all but when the session starts it's, it's serious stuff and I could see a lot of myself back to my football days when I crossed that white line or when I started training I just I was a changed man mm-hmm. and I suppose I'm like that at, at training um, I work exceptionally hard and I, I really don't have I don't really mess around but I, I have a laugh pre and post training um, but when I'm there I'm there to work and then, and that's that's probably where the, the the most recent successes came from is just, just hard work It's interesting you mentioned about um, the sort of atmosphere of Fife and that's one thing I've been struck with this season particularly you've got you know yourself uh, Kevin Wood, you've had um, your man Lafferty. I mean, that's a Fife. Really, you guys are really on the map at the minute and really doing quite well. How? What's it? I mean, obviously a great environment to train in. Do you feel like it's a really a hotbed of uh, of um, performance at the moment to train within? Yes, um, certainly. Kevin Wood is a university student, so he's you know himself. He's on fine form at the minute. Mm-hmm. Lewis Rogers is also. Um, oh, yeah. He's a really good athlete. He had a really good run at the short course of Kirkcaldy. I think he finished tenth or eleven. Um, what a really good because Fife are so big, they have a lot of youngsters tend to come through the, the younger, the like from grassroots level, mm-hmm. and they when they get to like seventeen, eighteen, they want to come and train with the, the endurance guys. Um, the club is super exciting when Logan and Tristan Reese were there. Aye. But obviously Logan's in America now and Tristan's over in Spain. Oh, they'll, right. When they come back, they'll still compete for five. Um, but yeah, we've got strength and depth now. Um, even within our, our training group, it's, it's pretty impressive. And Again, Tom, you know as well as I do, when you've got that strength and depth at training sessions, it tends to pull you along and push you to the newer limits. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it brings you on as an athlete as well, as, as a person. 
I mean, you've got obviously you, you say you tra- you're you're obviously a, a competitive guy. You're motivated. You're training hard, but you, you've got to put in the work. So, what sort of work are you putting in? Talk us through a sort of cl- a typical week for you uh, these days. Uh, my weeks have been the same for like the last six years. Um, I I'm a big fan of like again like most of us. I love consistency, um, and I don't mind. I don't say I would don't mind repetition, but. I, my training schedules, I, I tend to be the same. I'll do the same kind of schedules four or five months at a time. Okay. Um, on a Monday, I do a, a big fat leg session on a Monday. So I mean, I'm out here, I'm out in Tenerife at the minute. So Monday morning, I have like a, a four mile shakeout run. And then I go for my fat leg session. I usually leave the hotel at like four. So I have a four mile warm up. I do the fat leg session, which is anything between seven and eight miles. And then uh, a three-mile cool down home. Tuesday morning, I have another five-mile shake-up run in the morning. I have strength and conditioning in the afternoon. And then uh, a track session in the evening. Wednesday's a, an easier type of day, so it's a, usually a longer run in the morning, maybe anything between seven and so 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. So run, run, the way run much programs, it doesn't give me um, distance you just give me time, okay. So you can go out for a, you can go out for an hour run and feel great and cover ten miles, or you can go out for an hour run and not feel so good and cover eight and a half to nine miles. So if it gives you distance, then if you're going through a bit of a bad patch, you've just got to string it out longer. Mm-hmm. So um, run gives me that flexibility, um, and I've been training longer up now, and I'm, I'm older and wiser. I know how to make slight changes without going too drastically off the scale. So I have a longer run Wednesday morning and then a, a shorter four or five minute run Wednesday evening. Thursday's the exact same as Tuesday, so it's run morning, gym, afternoon, and then back at the track at night. Friday, Saturdays are very similar to Wednesday, so 45 minutes to an hour in the morning and then five miles at night, and then long run Sunday. So I'm, I'm doing 13... 13 runs a week at the minute and then two gym sessions. Oof. That's, that's, a, that's a solid week. And, I, and the results are, are, are coming through. You mentioned that you're in Tenerife. How often do you go, uh, well, judging by your Instagram, mate, you're always on holiday. How, um... <laughs> no, it's never holiday, Thomas. It's working abroad. <laughs> working abroad, I like it. I might try and sell that, uh, sell that uh, myself. So how, how often do you, and how are you planning these trips? Are they based on... Um, your sort of racing uh, schedule you want to get in away and you mentioned offline you're heading to Kenya soon how do you kind of shape your year with these various um, training trips you're doing I tend to come out to Tenerife um, for four or five weeks at this time of year it's it's to avoid the bugs and germs back home Ah, it's to get a really good block in warm weather training because I usually at the beginning of January I head out to Kenya for four weeks and Kenya is the is the start of the the, the London Marathon preparation. This okay. year is slightly different as I'm going up to Kenya early. So last year I went up to Kenya on January the first, and then this year I'm flying out on December the twenty first. Um, the reason I'm going out early is I'm running the Dubai Marathon at the end of January. Nice. So I want to, in order for that to be beneficial, they they recommend in four weeks is like a minimum exposed to the conditions and I've always wanted to try a race straight off the back of altitude and I've always had the 
the the nationals, but that's always that's been like two to three weeks post altitude camp. So this year I'm going to fall, well next year now I'm, I'm flying straight to Dubai from Kenya. Um, the the half time being I'll be away from Christmas, away from Susan over Christmas in the year. But then we'll meet up and Susan's going to come out to Dubai and um, watch the race, and then we'll, we'll get like a four or five days together out there. Mm, cool. So I come out to I come out to Tenerife. Um, anything between eight and ten weeks a year, um, and obviously the, you combine that with other camps as well. So I've been coming for maybe three or four years now. So I, I know the area really well. Um, I know the runs. I feel quite safe. I've actually been here that many times now that the, the local taxi driver now waved to me, <laughs> and the guys the guys selling the fake Oakleys and the fake Louis Vuitton bags down the waterfront they all acknowledge me as well. So. <laughs> To see I've become one of the locals is a bit of an understatement. And uh, I know I know it's one of your trips. You've been um, your your son profile now, mate. You've been out training with the Hawkins as well. How was that? It was surreal. To see one thing that that pleased me most about that Tom was um, to be. It gives me a great sense of pride to be to try and promote para sports as much as I can, but to show. To show the inclusion between para sports and able-bodied on our training camp, and that's between a Paralympian and, and two Olympians, and I don't think you find many para athletes can say that they've been on a training camp with two fellow Olympians. And it was a great experience. I think Derek, Carl, and myself are quite similar in, in attitude and in our determination and our work ethic but the way these guys train it's uh, and I knew they would train hard but I, I was I was mesmerised with it and two really really nice guys and Robert was there as well so Robert's there Robert's their dad and he's their coach mm-hmm. um, what a great time we had it was it was like home from home the the camaraderie and, and the, the banter we had between us all was great but like I said to you when the shoes got laced up and the work was to get done. They like they like change men. Um, honestly it was it was amazing to see it and that's probably one of the reasons why I think that, that altitude camp I came off the back of that really, really quite well. And then I put on a few good performances towards the end of this year which is probably came off the back of the or I think it came off the back of the, the time in Kent and, and the flag staff. Mm-hmm. You say it's, I think that's quite a, an interesting point you make about you know the, a para athlete training with with a, you know these you know Paralympian with with Olympians, but I, I actually think that's it's a really good reflection of, of where we are in Scotland and within Scottish athletics that that to be honest you know I you know I I think the majority I speak certainly speak for myself but you see it as there's it's just normal you know what I mean you're a top class yeah. athlete you, the three you're you're training together and and you know, you know, obviously we've got this weekend. We've got the um, the the Scottish Athletics um, FPSG Awards dinner, and I know you're you're nominated for um, for that as a as a para, para athlete of the year, which is yeah, uh, which right, yeah. is which is great. And but you know, I see, I just see that as another uh, yeah another award alongside all the awards that, that they'll be handing out this this. Uh, this weekend, which is great, I think that it's really nice to see that in Scotland. I think there's a differentiation to me. You know, we're all no, uh, which no. is good. I think, I think since since London, 2012, and then the, the 
Paralympics in, in Brazil and Rio, I, I th- it was never going to be as big as London, but it's magnified it even more. And then looking ahead in, into to Tokyo next year, um, I was in Japan in, in August racing, and, and the, the buzz around Tokyo about the whole Olympics and Paralympics, there's equal excitement for both, and it, there's no divide between it now. Mm-hmm. And it's true what you're saying, it's testament to to Scottish athletics to show that inclusion for there's no difference between um, mainstream and para um, and, it, and, and, I, and again it, it fills me for the pride to be to be a, a person that's involved in that and I would never say I'm, I'm flying the flag but I'm I'm, I'm at the front of yeah. it if, if that makes sense to you absolutely. Tom I'll um, tell you what you absolutely are flying the flag mate and it's uh... I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't say, I would never say I'm the face but there's, there's other athletes but there's not many para athletes that, that can compete. 99% involved, 95% of my races over the year are all mainstream. And I'm I'm never treated any differently. The the boys that I speak to, the guys that I compete against, compete against me as as a runner, not as a as a as a para athlete. Or absolutely, um, they see the, some guys will see me as a challenge, and, and I see other guys as a challenge, and that that's what makes running so special and, and so unique. I've had a time at races where I've had them looks from guys thinking that guy's running a thing. But what I've learned uh, in my time from post accident is, is never judge a book by its cover. Um, and nothing's ever impossible in life for me. you just got to have self-belief and be determined and, and just just give it the best you can, just be the best you can be and give it all you've got in the day and, and the results will take care of itself. So I've never been made to feel any different um, in races in the last what, last seven eight years since I've I've been getting I've been getting better and better and, and performance have been getting stronger and stronger. Grant, thanks again, Delph, coming on. Really, really good to get on the show, and we look forward to catching up with you after the the marathon in January. Moving on to race results, so we talked about the British Cross, cross but close to home there was. There was a bunch of cross country, and we haven't been able to find all the results, but we can certainly talk about the start with Broxburn, which was the second of the East Leagues uh, this year, which is always a competitive um, set of events. That was won by Green Green. It was won by Ben <laughs> Greenwood, Perth Strathtay Harriers, 27-22. Second place, Ewan Brown, Christophen, 27-29. And third place was Lewis Rogers, 5AC, 27-30. There was uh, all the usual suspects are in there when you look down that list. Ali Hay was in sixth. James Hode, great. James Hode is in good shape at the moment. Abby he is, yeah. I, I know. But I mean, look, look at that. You got a shout out at the Peterhead 10K. So Matthew Sutherland as well. That's good to see him well up in the in the race. Um, also, a, a, another notable result for me. Good to see a couple of folk like Ross Houston back running well. Uh, yeah. We had Scott Brember as well, the veteran who is, uh, you know, defies age. And um, the, the other notable result I, I noticed was um, Rob Russell, Robert Russell. I saw that, yeah. The Scottish cross-country champion many years ago. So it looks to see, looks like he's, uh, you know, starting, getting back into running again and, and trying to, uh, yeah, find his form again. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see whether or not he's, he's in proper training. It'll be... Um, I'll be really, I'll be looking, looking to see how he gets on in terms of uh, you know the future months and 
hopefully years to come. So good to yeah. see him back running too. Indeed. On the women's side, it was a win for listener, friend of the show, Jill Stephen, HBT, 2110, and it was a second place for, I think, 14 weeks pregnant, Morag Miller, wow. which is impressive. That is impressive. Yeah, well done That is Morag, very yeah. impressive. I think she's also had a wee bit of an injury as well, so a wee bit of a niggle. Um, so to come second, uh, 14 weeks pregnant is phenomenal. So, it's yeah. Yeah, just don't 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 keep running too hard though. Right? But uh, right. you know that I mean Debbie Debbie was still racing, uh, you know, well up in, in, into into um, you know eight months or so. But and uh, you just have to read your body, I suppose, and just mm. you know make sure that you don't overdo it. And only only the only only the the pregnant person's going to be able to understand exactly what they can and can't do. So mm. um, yeah yeah uh, congratulations Morag and yeah keep. Keep, keep on running where you can and when you can. Absolutely. And then just to finish that podium, it was Hannah Cameron, Edinburgh AC, third. Um, there was a few, same as the men's team, all the usual suspects are out in the ladies' race. Uh, good to see Megan Crawford back in a set of results. Fourth place, Fife yeah. AC, 22-2. Good old Fife there, are we? Yeah. We better bias there for you, Tom. <laughs> Do you know what? Fife forget it's a Fife episode tonight. Fife, we've got, it is, um, isn't it? Jeez. We've got all the, we've got Dell on, we've got the, the oh. Lewis Rogers in the men's race. Uh, Lewis Rogers, I, I don't, I don't have heard much about Lewis Rogers. Is he a new guy, new kid on the block, is he? Or? I think he must be. I think he, we mentioned him a while ago when Fife picked up, I think it was, was the East District team medal at the relays. So he's one of those guys that kind of snuck onto the radar. Right, okay. As uh, <laughs> as Tom takes a massive yawn there. Yeah, <laughs> we better not be like that tomorrow morning. Oh, Jeez. it doesn't bode well. I was uh, I was out well, I was out quite late last night, so this Are is uh, okay. Thank God it wasn't tonight because I wouldn't made. There's no way I was going to be in a gym at six thirty this morning. Oh man, <laughs> six thirty on the dot. You were late last time. Two minutes late. I was two minutes Just late. Yeah, two minutes so I'll be, I'll, be sh- I'll be sharper this morning. Yeah, you tomorrow. will be. You will be. Yeah. You'll be getting the door closed on you. Uh, right, other results. So, as we mentioned, I can't find the result. North District Cross Country League, the results don't seem to be, I can't seem to find them. And the uh, same for the Renfrewshire Cross Country League. But I've seen a bunch of um, Facebook stuff from people, but I didn't actually see any results. So, I hope they went well. Once we hunt them down, we'll, uh, we'll um, report on that. Well, I tell you what, if we can put them on the show show notes, if we find them, we'll, we'll stick them on there. So if you if you don't know what they are uh, before we do, then um, yeah, we'll we'll certainly put them on the show notes. So uh, hold the phone, hold the phone. I have got them, and I'm going to very quickly rattle out some podiums just to give the that race to you. No, it's uh, here we go. Yeah, so senior men, first place, Miguel Delgado Celero from that's a mouthful from Bella Houston. 31.59, second place, Ross Gray, um, Inverclyde, 32.12, third place, Robbie Ferguson, 32.15 from Kilbarkin. Senior women, it was a win for Nink Mulholland, Inverclyde, 27.17, second place, Rona Mowat, under 20, Giftnick North, 29.20, and third place, also Giftnick North, Yvonne McNairn, 29.53. Ah, okay, well, well done to the, the runners there, brilliant. So other than that, any other results do we have? Do we have anything else? I don't know if not, we do. Not that I came across. It was uh, no. there was the Bob. We gave a shout out to the Bob Stark relays. Uh, we don't have the results for that in front of us, but that was a a five AC event on the weekend there. Um, 
And I think, yeah, that's about about it. I mean, the only thing I know about the North District, I know Kenny won the 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 league, um, Kenny Wilson, but I don't know who else was running. John Newsom perhaps was running. Yeah, uh, Ewan Davidson maybe. James James is Kenny's brother. James Wilson might have been running too. I think he might have okay. got a fourth or fifth. So that's just me guessing. Uh, or looking at what some f- photographs of of people in their places. Um, so I think Kenny got a convincing win anyway. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. So I think other than that, we uh, we we have to decide who the TRS run of the week is. Now who who's it going to be, Tom? Who's your who's your contendees? So we've got Megan Keith. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say all the all the all the runners who were who've been selected in the GB uh, team mm-hmm. from the Scots. Uh, who else? Anyone else? I think. I think we should. I think there's two athletes we should put in there. One would be Hamish Hickey for a very, really impressive run and heartbreakingly close to selectioning. It shows the direction he's going. And I also think Morag Miller goes in there. Oh, jeez, that's a, that's a cracking one. That. So who's uh, who going to de- who, who's T- TRS going to decide? Who's the <laughs> selection panel going to going to say for this thing? I think I mean a bit of a drum roll. I'm it's a tight one. I think if I, on the for me I would whittle it down to Megan or Morag. I'm gonna say Megan. And the reason I'm gonna say Megan is because she has not only she's she's almost she's an under twenty athlete who's winning senior or not winning, but um she's podium in senior races, which I think is phenomenal for an under twenty. And she's come out of nowhere, uh, in, from what I know anyway, and, and she's got an orienteering background. So for I me, right. being a northerner as well, being a little bit biased on the TRS front, I have to go with Megan. I, I think you're right. And also, let's be, we're talking about a GB selection here. That's yeah. a British vest. Yeah. That's that's really impressive. So congratulations, Megan Keith. You are the TRS runner of the week. And I doubt you listen or even know what tight running shorts is. Yeah. Tight running shorts, is, it's not suitable for juniors. We've already established <laughs> that. Not, but it's an under 20 a junior. Define a junior. Is it 16 over or is it... All right, let me define a junior. Over. Define a junior. She's been selected for the junior women's team <laughs> for the British champs, which makes her a junior in my books. <laughs> but it's not, it's not explicit content here. It's, uh, it's, it's quite... Um, it, it, it's quite inspiring. We're trying to encourage people to run and uh, get fit and uh, get fit and achieve the their goals, their racing goals, and their personal best and all that sort of fancy stuff. So uh, yeah, Megan, if anyone knows Megan, please tell her that she's a TRS runner of the week, and I'm sure she'll be absolutely delighted. Excellent. So what have you got on this week? I think I, we haven't had a rant, but you know we've kind of ranted about Leeds, so we can pass. Ah, on that's that. a rant, isn't it? I think that's a rant in itself. Um, I'm not sure really. Uh, I don't really know what I'm doing this weekend. I think uh, I'm just wanting to get a bit of a top-heavy week. I've, I've had a couple of easy days, um, so yeah, I think no races for me. Um, just get some good training in, and uh, yeah, hopefully you know try and get some speed back in the legs. You know, so. Yeah, nice. what, what about you? What have you got on? So I am, every December we get together with uh, our, our old uni pals for a weekend in a, a, a house somewhere. So we are going to Lochatrine this weekend. There's 
Oh, the ten of us nice. for a, so that'll be good. That'll be a, a, yeah, a nice Christmas. These are not these are not runners. <laughs> so <laughs> the, I will be Fee and I will be the only two getting up sharp to go and do a run. Although actually one of the lads who I'm sure doesn't listen, but he uh, he's he's now he's trying to get in get trim for his wedding. So I think he I might be able to convince him to join me for an easy easy 10k around Lockatrine on Saturday. And actually I'm seeing James Cruikshank or um friend and physio on friday and i'm hoping to get uh maybe up to an hour on the weekend which would oh, be good. nice so well, that'd be good yeah it would be good so just need to keep plugging away um i need to do my exercises actually tonight i've been it's i need to be i need to be better on them so anyway that's my that's my week is uh it's gonna be a bit of a bit of fun time and a bit of running well as long as you're fresh and fresh for tomorrow i'm i'm, I'm happy enough so you just make sure that you're you're ready and raring to go for tomorrow's um, injury prevention course, okay? I will do. And and shout out, looking forward to seeing all the, as I said, a few new sign-ups this week, listeners who are coming along. So by the time this is out, this is a Wednesday night recording, so <laughs> you will already have been by the time this this comes out. So thank you for joining us. We're, we're, uh, it's good to get a bit of a running community together. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it was, uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And, and yeah, and I'm hoping tomorrow will be just as good and uh, just as uh, informative. So yeah, looking forward to it. So, right. Well, Tom, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to feed Logan. He's uh, he's coming out of his, his wee seat now. So I better go and give him what he needs. And well, mummy's away at what she's uh, listening to the Michael Bublé concert. So it's, uh, it's a lads, lads, lads night in tonight. So Excellent. Right, well, Enjoy see, that, you see you bright and early tomorrow, Tom. Will do. Bye. Bye.